0: Hi, I'm Paul Stringfellow and welcome to Tech Interviews. This week we take VMware to the cloud as we explore VMware Cloud on AWS. Enjoy the show. And welcome to this week's tech interviews. So, carrying on with uh, the VMworld theme uh, and VMware theme that we've had over the last couple of weeks, uh, one of the big announcements that came from uh, the recent VMworld shows was VMware Cloud on AWS. And it's kind of something that's, um, you know, divided opinion a little bit. You know, some people may be suggesting that they don't quite see the point. And, um, but on the flip side of that, lots of people explaining exactly where VMware um, are positioning this and, and the kind of problems they're looking to solve. And so on this episode, I want something I wanted to dive into um, in a little bit more detail. Um, so I've been uh, very fortunate to grab some time here with uh, with Ben Meadowcroft from VMware. Hi, Ben.
1: Hi. How you doing, Paul?
0: Yeah, very good, thanks, and uh, thanks for taking some time uh, a- early on the U.S. West Coast to uh, to kind of cover this uh, this with us. Um, but maybe before we dive into the topic, um, perhaps you can give us uh, uh, kind of the listeners a little bit of an introduction to yourself and uh, what it is you do at VMware.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my name's Ben Meadowcroft. I've been at VMware a little bit over five years now, and I work in the product management function at VMware. I'm a product line manager. So I work for the storage and availability business unit, uh, so I've done a, a variety of different roles within that, that BU, uh, working on a different a variety of features and products. Uh, but for the last year, year and a half or so, my focus has really been on uh, delivering storage and availability capabilities into VMware Cloud and AWS. So that's really what uh, the, my time is spent
0: on nowadays. Yes, that sounds like it's probably, probably keeping you busy. And, uh, and although I introduced you as a West Coast US, uh, probably for the listeners, they'll realize that's not a West Coast US accent. So where, where, where's that accent from, Ben?
1: Sure, uh, so yeah, i'm originally from Stockport, uh, which is just close to Manchester in the u k and my accent seems to have traveled with me
0: yeah <laughs> um, yeah keeping it, keeping it stockport real um, and for, for folk who are listening to this show in the u s they'll have absolutely no idea where stockport is, um, so we can suggest they look it up on Google or some other some other mapping engine um, so um, so before we dive in though um, why, why don't you give us a little bit of background on what vmware cloud for a w s is um and kind of where uh, where it kind of sits in in the views of vmware
1: yes certainly so vmware cloud and aws is really part of our our overall uh approach to, to how we're tackling the cloud and that spans a variety of, of different things but what vmware cloud on aws specifically is is taking the capabilities of the VMware software-defined data center. So, you know, compute virtualization, you know, vSAN for storage, NSX for networking, and being able to take all of those capabilities that we have, but being able to extend them, uh, that, that private cloud infrastructure, onto the public cloud, uh, specifically with, with AWS. And so it's really taking advantage of some of the capabilities that we get from AWS in terms of, their, you know, ultimately their, their global reach you know, that, that data center footprint that they have uh, and really being able to deliver that, that VMware core value proposition of, you know, vSphere, vSAN, NSX, that SDDC experience uh, globally uh, on top of an elastic infrastructure provided by AWS. It's both taking, you know, stuff that you're familiar with, uh, you know, vSphere, vSAN, NSX, but then also, uh, you know, doing some additions to that, doing some extensions to really take advantage of some of the underlying AWS capabilities. And then the the final thing is really then the proximity and the ability to very easily extend and take advantage of native AWS services for your workloads as well. Now, to clarify, what's available right now is in US West Oregon,
0: uh, but we are looking and working on expanding that globally. Yeah, and I think there's a big piece in there, and and maybe um, one of the points that's really attracted me to kind of what you're doing with this solution is that kind of um, taking a, a known, you know, taking something that people understand and know, and maybe putting it into an environment where, where people don't. But maybe before we dip into that, I, I suppose what does interest me is why VMware Cloud on AWS exists. You know, what, what's, what's the problems that you've kind of seen as VMware with, you, you know, for maybe what's, what's the reason that I wouldn't necessarily just want to move my infrastructure into AWS? You know, what, what's the problem you guys have seen? What, what's, the, what's the thing that you're trying to solve?
1: Sure uh, so you know the, the genesis of the, of this ultimately uh, came about because our customers the VMware customers uh you know have overlapped with uh, with AWS customers so we had we had joint customers you know enterprises who basically, you know, very invested in VMware for the private cloud infrastructure, but also, you know, invested in AWS for the, uh, you know, for the for the public cloud approach as well. And really, you know, those customers were talking to VMware, they were talking to AWS, and saying, hey, you know, we, we want you guys to work more closely together. Uh, you know, they they see value in us uh, combining efforts to bring the private cloud and the public cloud together into this new uh, solution. Uh, you know, for providing like that hybrid solution between the two. So, you know, when we talk to those customers on what they're really looking for, um, you know, they like a lot of things about the AWS side of things. They like the elasticity. uh, They they like the consumption-based approach, uh, you know, for AWS. That's kind of a benefit for them. But they also, you know, have a lot of workloads running on VMware, on top of vSphere, you know, on top of storage, you know, with the advanced networking and so on that they'd like to be able to bring into Uh, you know, out of their private data center into kind of the public uh, data center space, but without necessarily having to make significant changes to that application as as they move them along. And so really, you know, what we provide by having that full SDDC stack running on top of AWS is the ability for them to take those workloads that they're successfully running on vSphere today in their own data centers and be able to instead run them uh, on top of the, the AWS infrastructure, but with all the capabilities that they come to expect from VMware.
0: Yeah, and I think you make a, a, a valuable point there as well, in that this is not just um, running some VMs on AWS with a bit of vSphere as a, some kind of you know cloud virtual machine uh, for management, is it? It's, it's actually a lot more than that. You know, this is this is you running VMware as an SDDC on a proper piece of dedicated kind of AWS infrastructure. Is that right?
1: Yeah, so it is absolutely, uh, you know, when customers procure this, uh, you know, what they're getting is actually dedicated uh, instances, dedicated hosts uh, as part of the cluster. So it is dedicated for their use. You know, there's no nested virtualization or anything like that going on. This is ESXi running on top of AWS hardware. Um, But because it's hardware doesn't mean that it's not elastic. You know, this is still an elastic solution. So it's something where we can, you know, uh, by calling APIs on on the AWS side, we can expand and contract that cluster size as well. So from the customer perspective, uh, you know, if they they can start off with a small four-node cluster and they can expand that as as needs dictate, um, you know, very easily, you know, just with a few clicks. If they need that for, you know, like a week or two, uh, you know, they they just pay for those, that week or two, and then they can scale it back down again. You know, it's, we're taking advantage of that underlying elasticity of the infrastructure as well.
0: And because of this kind of um, dedicated platform that, that we've got, and I'm not sure if that's quite the right phrase, but it sounds like it, you know, this idea of a, this kind of dedicated VMware cloud platform sitting within AWS, does that mean we can have a bit more assurity around the way it performs, the kind of throughput and, and kind of VM performance that we'll get from it?
1: Yes, certainly. So, you know, these are, you know, dedicated hosts, essentially. Um, You know, so it's it's a big pool. You know, this is a pool of resources within the AWS infrastructure that, you know, we're able to take advantage of. Um, but similarly, uh, you know, to AWS's dedicated uh, instances uh, capability, uh, you know, we have that, that capability here as well. When a customer procures, say, a four-host cluster, which would be kind of the minimum footprint, uh, you know, those hosts are dedicated to that customer. There's no kind of sharing of those resources going on. So, you know, it's local CPUs, local CPU uh, memory, all dedicated for that customer, local, uh, you know, V-SAN, NVMe-based vSAN storage. Uh, that's all dedicated for that customer as well. So there's no contention of those resources.
0: Yeah, so from things like, particularly over here in the UK and and the wider EU, actually lots of things around uh, data governance and control and... Where you know where you position your data kind of and data sovereignty that, that's a real big issue. so this idea that I've got dedicated compute resource, dedicated storage resource for my data i mean is that, is that something that you, know, you guys are aware of is that, is that part of the thinking behind this as well? Is that because I can ring fence and dedicate this infrastructure, I can help you with your data security and compliance requirement as well.
1: Uh, I, I certainly think that's a part of it. You know, as you know, when we start talking about compliance and uh, data sovereignty and, and things like that, there's a whole bunch of different things to consider. Uh, but, yeah, that, I think this is certainly one aspect of it that, that will help us on that compliance story. Um, you know, there's a bunch of other things that we we uh, currently have and that we're working towards as well, uh, you know, that, that help uh, with, with a more rounded compliance story uh, that we'll be delivering over, you know, the next, uh, you, know, the ne- you know, that's something that we're working
0: on. So, um, so one of the other things that we kind of touched on, um, you know, we we started with in our introduction was the idea that people are taking something that they understand from their on-premises build. You know, they're, they're very familiar with the VMware environment. They know what they're getting. And we're kind of transposing that into something that takes advantage of what we see as public cloud benefit, you know, elasticity, cost control, potentially. Um, I mean, was that was that the driver? Is that the thing that you've been seeing from your customers that says, you know, we'd love to use that kind of public cloud AWS flexibility and, you know scalability and all, the, all those other abilities that, that that we see in there, but actually it's a little bit complex. It's something we don't understand. You know, is, is is that the kind of feedback you've been getting? Is that you know is that what really drove what what you're now deploying as as VMware Cloud on AWS?
1: Yeah. So the, the way that I'd phrase it, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that you know customers are finding say the you know AWS. Overly complex, but, but what it is they, they have a larger state of applications that are already running on vSphere. They see some value in in bringing some of those applications to, to run in this kind of environment, uh, you know bringing it closer to maybe some of the applications that are already running in, in AWS uh, you know using some of the AWS native services potentially uh, but but they're not looking to necessarily replatform those applications. You know when, when we talk to customers, you know some of them you know, you know, may have tens or hundreds or thousands of applications. And as you can imagine, you know, uh, taking a you know a, a fairly basic lift and shift approach to you know the native cloud is, is not really the best approach. Uh, but what we have with this solution, because we're delivering that SDDC platform that customers are already running those applications on, it's much easier to, to move them across. And as we you know as we deliver some of the things that we've been been talking about, about uh, such as Elastic DRS. Uh, You know, things like stretch clustering as well that we're we're working on. Uh, You know, as we deliver those kind of capabilities, this becomes a platform that I think is a a really nice target for customers to begin uh, moving those workloads
0: onto. Yeah, and I think think that's really interesting as well is this idea of – yeah, you because know, I think it's easy for us as technologists to kind of get excited about the idea that I'm going to be architect all my applications to be kind of cloud native and scale on demand and use all that kind of stuff. But you say not not everything is ever going to go down that route. In the same way that actually not everything, as much as we might want to use kind of public cloud, you know, public cloud scalability, public public cloud benefit, not everything is going to move seamlessly to that. Um, and certainly from the, the way I understand what you guys are trying to do here is that uh, and I'm a big fan of this idea, is that, that that ability to build those hybrid environments, it looks like you're very much trying to simplify that for customers. You know, So being able to manage an infrastructure that sits on-prem, sits on a public cloud but be managed by a set of tools that you already know and understand and be relatively seamless. You know? And I mean, as it stands right now, I mean, how, how seamless is that if you, if you build this kind of hybrid AWS on-prem VMware infrastructure? How seamless is that ability for management and, and movement of workloads?
1: Uh, so definitely, the, we've got some capabilities that are already available. Um, you know, there, there is the ability to do things like cold migrations of workloads between, uh, you know, between your on-premises to the cloud, uh, you know, to, to VMC on VMware Cloud on AWS, for example. You know, we have capabilities like hybrid linked mode, um, you know, which we, we've introduced that gives a uh, kind of that unified view, kind of that you know, the, the the view that you'd be familiar with with kind of linked mode. Uh, But in this case, you know, hybrid link mode enables it to, you know, to go from the cloud to on-premises and support different versions uh, of vCenter, uh, you know, because we're running a, uh, you know, on-premises, say, you know, 6.5. But in the cloud, you know, we're we're iterating a little bit quicker, quicker, so we have, uh, you know, some slightly different versions there. Um, but yeah, having that single view across both your, you know, VMware Cloud and AWS deployment and your on-premises deployment, you know, is definitely uh, definitely important. And we're also working on uh, additional hybridity options as well. So the ability to do live migrations from on-premises to cloud and vice versa, for example, uh, you know, is another capability that we're, we're working on introducing for, for VMware Cloud and AWS, as well as, uh, I believe, at, at VMworld. Or I know at VMworld we did a tech preview of some of our uh, disaster recovery plans as well and what we're working on there so there's definitely a whole range of different hybridity options that we're working on across you know the compute storage networking side you know really to you know to take what is today there which is you know a very good solution but make it even more seamless as we as we
0: evolve the, the roadmap for the product yeah i think everything you covered there as well you know is is kind of crucial as we as we try and build these kind of modern Modern IT platforms to, to deliver services to our business. You know, I think that idea of simplification of giving people flexibility. You know, it sounds like there's 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 a really good focus around around what you're doing here. You know, that we can take advantage of maybe where we need on-prem for specific workloads or additional security, what you know, whatever that reason it might be, or we need the flexibility of public cloud. Now it sounds like some really good work here going on. Um, around simplifying that process and almost almost hiding the complexity, you know. And I'm a big big fan of that. I think from hiding the complexity from the end user to say, no, actually, you just carry on as a business, focused on delivering the services in the right place at the right time. Let us extract the complexity away from it. I mean, is, is that fair? Is that is that kind of what you're trying to do?
1: No, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's precisely what we're trying to do. It's giving you the kind of the platform that the customers are used to, you know, the SDDC, uh, but really delivering it in a in a way that's very easy to consume, where, you know, if you need a, a new SDDC, you don't have to worry about how you're going to configure your compute clusters or, you know, what storage you're going to procure and, and install into this, how you're going to configure your, your switches and routers and, and things like that. You know, what, what you do is you, you basically, you know, just click on the button to create SDDC, and we stand that up for you. Yeah, you know, this is kind of a. For me, it's really an evolution of, of what we see customers have, have been going through from, you know, building their own traditional architectures, uh, you know, all the way through to converged systems, through to hyper converged systems, and then you know into this kind of system as well, where we're we're really delivering a a capability uh, in a very easy to consume way, uh, but with the you know the features and the uh, you know the the capabilities in the platform that, that customers expect.
0: So I mean, the more I listen to this, and you know, and I kind of heard the the original announcement. It's kind of announced, wasn't it, last year? I think at VMWorld, the the kind of idea of, of uh, VMC on AWS, you know. And I probably sat there and thought, well, you know, m- maybe I can see a reasoning behind that. Maybe I can't. But but certainly, the more um, I dig into this topic and the more I hear about it, I think the more more intrigued and more you know, more positive I get around. I think what you, you guys are trying to do. I think that idea of being able to as you just described, stand an infrastructure up really quickly in AWS and have all the flexibility of that while maintaining the level of control you might be useful used to locally. I think it's really intriguing for for somebody who's designing enterprise IT. Um, but probably at least kind of you know as, as we look to wrap up here, you know, probably sort of a, a question for me that you know, so if somebody's listening to this and they are making those kind of enterprise IT strategy decisions and, and looking forward a little bit, what kind of things should they be looking at in their organisation to? Think, that would make them want to consider uh VMware cloud on aws you now what what kind of scenario what kind of setup might they have locally where this might be an interesting and, and good fit for them
1: sure I, I think it really depends on on exactly what they're they're trying to achieve uh you know what what kind of outcomes they they're, they're looking to achieve here so you know we, we see customers who are looking for this kind of solution if they're they're really looking to uh, have an infrastructure that they can you know really use to accelerate their innovation respond faster to change you know maybe even op- optimize costs um you know so there's a few different things that they you know different imperative business imperatives that they might be looking to solve uh you know where this solution can you know come in and you know really because it's the SDDC stack it's really a good platform for for solving a variety of different challenges uh, that they can help you know on on those kind of achieve those kind of outcomes uh, and so you know what we see customers doing it for today is if you know there's i think there's probably like three key areas uh, that I see customers looking at this is kind of like you know customers are looking to maintain what they currently have but have be able to expand it to the cloud um, you know so still keeping you know their existing investments uh, but being able to you know have some uh, additional data center capacity you know maybe have capacities in specific regions or even specific workloads like disaster recovery. Uh, for example, is, is a key one here. You know, they they like what they've got today, but they're looking to have, you know, maybe like a, a DR target that they can go to, or you know, they're they're opening up uh, in a new new location and and they want to be able to get up and running with this consistent infrastructure very quickly. Uh, the the other one is really, uh, you know, customers who are looking to consolidate their data centers. You know, I have a, a lot of customers who are you know, you know, are very interested in VMware Cloud and AWS. Uh, and one of the reasons for that is that they're looking to get out of some of their existing data centers, so they're looking to, you know, consolidate uh, what they currently have. They're you know, still maintaining, you know, their own premises in, in certain locations, but closing down a lot of, you know, kind of smaller locations around the world, uh, and then migrating those locations into, you know, VMware Cloud and AWS. And then the other one is really customers who are just looking for for workload flexibility. Uh, you know, they, they just want additional capacity on a very flexible consumption basis. You know, they can have, they, they wanna you know, put applications, test applications, develop applications on top of the, the, the vSphere platform, the VMware Cloud platform, uh, you know, but they don't necessarily need it 100% of the time. You know, they can start off with a, you know, a star cluster, they can expand and contract that as needed uh, depending on the workloads.
0: Yeah, and there's something you said right at the beginning, actually, about that piece there, about uh, about kind of focusing on business outcomes. And, um, you know, certainly one of the things that strikes me about kind of the modern VMware and, and some of the announcements that, you know, I've, I've heard in the last 12, 18 months has been this kind of uh, repositioning from the virtualization company to actually a company focusing on that, that much wider uh, wider business issue. And I think you've seen that with this, you know, you know, and a whole range of other announcements and, and some of the stuff that you're doing around, kind of that SCC, uh, you know, that, that, that you know, software-defined data center type stuff where, you know, you know, building that, building alongside kind of the HCI wave as well. Um, yeah, I, I think that, that, that's, that's really interesting stuff coming out of VMware at the moment. You know, and are you feeling that yourself? You know, there's a, there's a shift to being, you know, business problem focused as opposed to, you know, there's still great technology. I'm not saying from VMware aren't trying to be a great technology company. But, but, but are you seeing that kind of a shift in the way that VMware look at the way they – uh, you know, present their applications, look at the way they try and deal with, with customer issues? Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's actually really reflected well at, at VMworld this year. You know, for anyone who had the chance to go to the, the VM, to VMworld and look at the, you know, the VMware podium, uh, you know, one of the, the the things that would have stood out really clearly is, that, you know, it was very focused on different industry segments. So, you know, there was, uh, you know, details for, you know, for healthcare, for retail, for, for finance and things like that. So even in, you know, right the way through the company, I think that kind of focus on, you know, working on specific customer needs, you know, and, you know, for different industries, you know, for example, uh, you, you know, those kind of needs, those customer needs are really pushing the way, right the way through the, the company. And, you know, if you look at what, what we've done with VMware Cloud on AWS, we certainly see it being, you know, the SDDC is a platform upon which, you know, companies can deliver their applications essentially, and I think VMware Cloud and AWS is an important piece of that. Uh, there's a lot of other pieces that we're working on within VMware as well, like some of the other announcements you'll have heard around, you know, PKS as well. I, I think were particularly important. You know, some of the other uh, VMware Cloud services as well, you know, extending, you know, security and and so on into into these new kind of environments also. Uh, Yeah, I think VMware is definitely taking a a much more focused look, both at specific industry needs, uh, as well as uh, you know a much more holistic view of uh, you know how we can secure, deliver, protect applications. um, You know, and that goes right the way through from you know the mobile side right the way through to the data center side.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think from is an outsider, is a definite outsider. You know, I'm not somebody who. Works with VMware extensively, or anything like that. But definitely, it's outside that. That seems to be the message that's coming across, and is, is making VMware an even more intriguing company to, to kind of want to find out more about and look at look at how they're helping to solve some of these kind of complex challenges. Particularly, as you know, we do this transformational thing that everybody likes to talk about. You Knows we've become more data and digitally driven uh, than, than perhaps we have been in the past. And I think it is always a challenge for an organisation like VMware that's that's built its market on. The idea of virtualizing physical boxes on prem so that people can you know use those resources better as the world moves more and more away from buying physical bits of tin and deploying things on prem i think it 's always intriguing to look at. How companies are starting to transform themselves, modify themselves to, to remain relevant, and it seems like you know, VMware are doing a, a really smart job of that um, I, I mean just to wrap this up though uh, quickly and just back to kind of VMware cloud on AWS so you know, if, if people listening to this, um, I was intrigued as I am with, with what 's going on with this and are, are interested in finding out more where's a good place that they can go and find out more about about, about the solution, maybe even you know get, get, get some hands on hands on looks at it.
1: Yes, certainly. Uh, So the the first thing that I'd I'd recommend is certainly go to the Uh, cloud.vmware.com. That'll have a landing. That's basically the the landing page for for all of our cloud services. And, uh, you know, on on cloud.vmware.com slash vmc dash aws, you know, it really has a a lot of information on, on that page, you know, including, you know, an overview, details of the features, pricing, FAQ, resources, and uh, and so on. Uh, so that would probably be the uh, you know the, the first landing page I would suggest to, you know to, to learn more about the, the solution. Uh, If you want to get a little bit more hands-on with this as well, uh, at VMworld we did have a hands-on lab uh, for for VMware Cloud on AWS that we were really enabling customers to get hands-on, you know, see how the the user interface worked, you know, how they would go about provisioning an STDC and so on. Um, You know, that hands-on lab is, uh, you know, I think it was just yesterday actually, uh, you know, was published and is now publicly available. Uh, So if you go to... uh, yeah, the vmware.com slash go slash try dash VMC dash AWS dash HOL. I know it's kind of a bit of a mouthful, but, uh, you know, it's uh, vmware.com slash go and then slash try VMware dash, AWS, H-O-L, uh, you know, we can maybe put uh, a link in the show notes. That will get you a link to the hands-on lab where, you know, you can get hands-on with, uh, you know, VMware Cloud and AWS and and see how it works. Uh, and it's a really interesting uh, solution to to get hands-on with. Uh, so, that, yeah, that would be the, the two places uh, I, I suggest you, fo- you follow. And then on Twitter, uh, you know, VMware Cloud AWS is a Twitter handle for, you know, the VMware Cloud on AWS uh, solution. So they always, uh, you know, publish great links to things like the hands-on lab, uh, you know, to blog posts explaining, uh, you know, VMware Cloud on AWS and so on. A lot of great resources linked to from there.
0: And uh, Ben, if people want to come and uh, stalk you on the Twitters or, or social media and, and either ask you about VMware Cloud on AWS or where Stockport is, um, can they do that? Can they can they find you on the social media?
1: They, they certainly can. So probably Twitter is the best place to, to uh, get a hold of me. Uh, so my Twitter handle is at Ben Meadowcroft. Uh, so pretty straightforward. Um, uh, just uh, the, the last bit there is Meadowcroft with an O, not with an A. You know, I, I'm often referred to as Ben Meadowcroft, and if, if you do that, you'll, you'll end up somewhere else, and I, I don't know what kind of
0: interesting things you'd learn about. If if you end up there, though, do ask them about VMware Cloud on AWS just for just for fun. Um, absolutely, I'll, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I'll definitely make sure that goes in the show notes. So, Ben, that that's great stuff. And uh, well, I, th- I think that's been really interesting. Hopefully, that's given people a, a, an introduction and an insight into where VMware Cloud on AWS sits and and where it might be useful in terms of what you're trying to do as a, as a business with your, with your IT strategy. Um, so, Ben, Lott, I'd really like to thank you for your time. I know you've got up uh, extra early um, on, on the West Coast in the US there to, to come and do this for us, so, um, so I appreciate that. And uh, look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, thanks a lot for the opportunity. Who hope you enjoyed the show. For show notes, visit techstringy.com. we also find all of our previous episodes. Next time we start a series of shows looking at data security, so to make sure you catch them, why not subscribe? And if you enjoyed the show, leave us a review. So until next time, thanks for listening.